I'm Dave. I'm William. And this is the Digital Marketing Lab Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Nozak Consulting. Nozak Consulting is our digital marketing agency that helps grow businesses by leveraging search. By using best-in-class search engine optimization combined with content marketing, social media marketing, and social media management, we've helped countless businesses expand their reach online and drive stronger revenue. What makes Nozak Consulting different from other marketing agencies out there is our customized approach for each specific business we partner with, which is based on a foundation of in-depth research and market analysis. No cookie cutter marketing campaigns here. If you've been frustrated by the lack of ROI from your current marketing strategy, contact Nozak Consulting today and find out what a digital marketing strategy looks like for your business. NozakConsulting.com. Okay. So there's a lot of things you can do when you have a website. Who has a website? Your own business. One, two people. Same people, I think, from last time. Okay. So say you have a website and you're like, okay, I'm going to just start building this instead of doing all of the intramurals like I did. I'm going to start building a website in my spare time. And so then you build this website and you have a page. And so where, where will you start? Some of you have built on Blogger. Some of you built on Wix. I build all of our sites on WordPress because I can push them much farther. But then you're like, okay, well, I've built the site. What's next? Well, one, you can call up your parents and say, hey, I need an exhaustive amount of money so I can start marketing my website, and they can send you thousands of dollars and you can run PPC ads. Not a bad strategy if you have the money to do it that way. Or you can start um, reaching out to people and try to get them to backlink to you, which is a, a good strategy. Or you can start working on ranking organically in the Google SERPs, the Yahoo SERPs, the Bing SERPs. How do we do that? There are signals. And so we basically husband those signals in an agency. So I'm gonna show you what I'm looking at. So a client comes to me and they're like, yeah, here's my URL, you know, we need your, your service. Okay, great, what's your URL? Uh, knows that consulting, okay, great. I'll just jump into Ahrefs and this is, remember I, I told you about this program, I pay a lot for this program, but you can just look up yourself, free SEO tools, You'll find uh, Black, Backlinko, Ahrefs, Moz. They're going to show you different places you can get a lot of the same functionality, okay? So a year ago, I built, uh, a year or so ago, I built this site. It looks like in March of 17. Google will tell you that or it takes organic about six to eight months to really start showing up in the SERPs. Um, and some industries, way longer. Depends upon who, your, who the incumbents are, how difficult it is. If you're trying to rank number one for a New York lawyer, good luck. You're going to spend millions of dollars on your SEO. But in a smaller market like Tulsa, there's a lot of room for you to kind of change the uh, SERP landscape within a year or two or three. Um, you just don't give up. And so one thing that Google's looking at is, remember that ex analogy I gave you, uh, all the popular kids, uh, all of, everybody wanted to hang out with the popular kids? Google wants to hang out with the popular kids. Google wants to show the popular kids to their searchers. What's a popular kid? Backlinks. And so we're going to call this right here. You're going to see that my site, referring domains, that's going to be an individual IP. So whatever your site is, if it links to mine, 
I'm, that's going to be a link from a domain. If you have links on multiple pages, then those are going to be what we call backlinks. So you can see I have 270 domains creating 3,100 backlinks. It's multiple pages on those domains. So Google is interested in these friendships that I have developed, and I'm going to just go ahead and funnel them by domain rating because the stronger the site, the better the signals. And so I'm going to also funnel it by no, do follow. And so you have to learn there is a difference between links. It's do follow versus no follow. So um, somebody that's building your site and they put a link on your homepage and then link out to somebody, I would tell that web developer, make that a no follow link because I want people that are trying to use my site to be able to go to that link and see that material, but I don't want the crawlers to crawl through and pass some of my link juice. I want it for me. And so on my homepage, everything's no follow. Uh, but there are places that I have researched over the last couple of years that produce do follow backlinks and those are the friendships, those are the handshakes. And so notice I have funneled all my backlinks by do follow to show you the places that I have found that produce do follow backlinks that handshake my website. And so this is what you will do. And so this is how you gain credibility with the SERPs. You could build a website all day long, but if nothing links to you, how will the crawler find you? There is one way. You could go over here to your Google Analytics. And so I'm in Google, excuse me, in Google Webmaster Tools, google.com slash webmaster tools. And I can pop down here to the um, old version. This is a little easier to use. And I can uh, use, I can do something here. I don't know what I can do. Let's try this. So add a property. And so I can submit my property, put in my URL here. My newest website is uh, searchhustle.com. And so I can pop that in and hit add, and then I'm gonna go through some steps, and then I'm gonna verify my property with, wet, with uh, uh, Search Console, and then I'm gonna do these steps to verify that I have ownership, and then boom, I can go in here and I can submit. So let's say I just submitted this client here, HTTP Custom Wind. And I can go in here and under these crawl stats and submit a sitemap, assuming you have a sitemap on there, and I can submit it. And then that's one way they can crawl me. So maybe I have no friends yet. They give us one way to submit our site through Google Search Console. And then I link my Search Console up to my analytics because I really don't want to be looking in all these dashboards. I really want to just be looking in one or two. And so after I walk through these steps and I link up my Search Console up to my Google Analytics, and boom, I'm in my search analytics do you all know what a sitemap is Tell it's a little technical okay. um Just over, quick, overview. quick overview so it so knows that consulting there are two sitemaps with a website one is this one down here anytime i want to research who you are who i think you are going to be you get out and you create a business and you're competing with one of my clients well guess what i'm going to scroll all the way down here and i'm going to click this little button here that says sitemap that's an html sitemap that is built for humans there's another site map built for crawlers. And on WordPress, there's a plugin. It's called Yoast or, or Google Sitemaps. You just install that plugin and it actually builds a sitemap for you. Anyway, this one is built strictly for uh, crawlers. And so we're going to submit this XML sitemap, basically telling crawlers where everything is on our website. Two sitemaps. One is an XML sitemap strictly for crawlers. The other is an HTML sitemap at the bottom of your website for users. Whenever I want to find out what you have going on, I go first to your sitemap. For instance, uh, one of the case studies that I've done in my own life is um, Orkin. 
if you go to Orkin sitemap, you will see a, an incredible website. You will see where everything they have, all the industries they hit, everything that they're doing in order to rank number one wherever their little franchisors or franchisees go. So this is what you'll submit to Google Webmaster Tools when nobody knows your website. Well, here's what you, this is, this is where you start. So you build a site and then you go online and you say, Google, free backlink tool. You're gonna to look up a free backlink tool. It's gonna to help you, assuming you know who your competition is, pop in your competitors. Let's look at Scorpion versus mine. You see all these DR90s? So uh, Google is 100, all the big sites in the world, they're 100, they're our benchmark, all right? So you can notice that these sites here, 90s, 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 80s, DR80s, DR70s, DR70s, pages of 70s. So if I try to be, make a website to compete with them in the same SERPs, do you think I'm gonna be able to do it today? Not a chance. So that's why I have to pick my fights. I have to pick my battles. And guess what I have to do for my clients? I have to pick their battles. So if there's an incumbent that has 200, 300 links five-year-old website and they're number one for a, a keyword that I think is going to be very valuable for us, the likelihood of me building that site and being number one or jumping them or being in that SERP, it's unlikely. And so I have to slowly get them backlinks every month. That's what one of the packages that we do. We do SEO every month. We work on backlinks every single month. While you're here in college and you know you're going to build your own business, you should start building backlinks now. Start aging that URL. And so it is like... Um, other things that are better when they're aged. And so so let's look at uh, back at Nozak Consulting right here. Very quickly, what's a backlink? A backlink right here is another website referring back to you, okay? So here is a client that I uh, built, Eagle Towing. All right, I'm going to open this up, and we're just going to go to their website. And then if you look right here, it says designer. That's a backlink, nozakconsulting.com. So a lot of places you're gonna be able to list your business in their directory. You're gonna be able to blog for them and leave a link back to your site or leave a link back to your content that you've written. That is a low quality backlink because it's in the footer. So typically footer backlinks and sidebar backlinks weigh less than content backlinks. Backlinks, so anytime you can write some content and throw that context around that backlink and have a really good anchor text like, best SEO tools 2019 instead of like look here which is your anchor text here which is garbage you're going to want to like explain what it is in different words but link back to your site that's a backlink so that's a backlink that does that help Let's just say if, if i were to advertise you on my site best uh -huh. seo and then i put like click here but then you know i say that it's best seo so is that a backlink for you or that's, is that a backlink back to me that's a backlink to me for me okay that would be a, um, so that would be what we call an external link for you. So at Google likes external links. Some of the best long form blogs have really powerful external links linking to other really good resources. Google likes that, that you're willing to link out to other sources. That's an external link. Internal links inside this long form, if she's having you writing on blog, Meg has you writing on blogs, linking to other pages in that blogger or inside your Wix, that's an internal link. Internal link and backlinks, Google loves them both. Um, 
So what is the likelihood that you're going to jump out and you're going to have 50 do follow backlinks? Anybody? What's the reality? Zero. Yeah. Zero. But Google likes backlinks and internal links. Weighs them both very heavily. So what you can start doing up front is starting to put a page, make another page, and inside that page, related information, and put a, um, an anchor text and link to that other page. That's an internal link coming to that page. You want to have 40, 50, 60, 70 internal links to each page and more to those pages that are more important because it sets a hierarchy of importance. So we can stack the deck. External links would be links I'm linking out to. If it's my home page, I want to no-follow it. If it's somewhere in the blog, I don't mind sending some of that juice as a do-follow. And so all these links that I'm showing you are do-follows. They send link juice. How do you incorporate it? Okay, so you're just going to go to Google and you're going to type in do follow link CSS. Because CSS is what we style HTML. And so to add no follow and do follow links, just read one of these. You're just going to right before the link, right before the href of the link, you're going to add a little do follow tag. It's basically a tag and you can see it's right. So here's like no index, no follow. And here it is right here. So if I have a link inside my article, I drop it in just like that. And um, so there's the URL that it's linking to in the text. There's what the anchor text says. And there's a little tag here that says rel equals no follow. And that means when the spider comes up to it, it stops. The user can use it and have the functionality of it. It adds to the experience, but I don't send any of my juice and my authority to it. You don't put that in and just create a href link and the, an anchor text. It's automatically going to be do follow. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to build that. You only build no follows. And has your sites in what? That's not a hard, that's a hard fast rule. If you've got an association that's linking back to you, you could do a do follow to an association. Um, you know what I mean? If it's an association that you're listed with, um, and you've got it up there as a part of your credentials, not that big of a deal, especially if they're linking back to you. If they're an association and they're not linking back to you, well, I'm not going to link to them. I'll call them up and say, hey, where's the directory? Why are we not listening to my, listening to my website? I'm credentialed with you. Okay, so that would be backlinks. So this is a huge part of getting found in, in Google. That's not the only thing. Like there's a Google business page. There's running social medias that are linking to your website. These are all very important signals. Having active social medias, having reputation, people talking about you, reviewing you, saying good things, doing Google reviews, Facebook um, recommendations, Yelp reviews. All of this is a huge chunk of more signals. So we've got backlinks, we've got internal links, we're externally linking to people. We've got our social media running. We've got accounts that are branded, linking to our site. We've got a branded YouTube. We've got a Google business page, which is free, google.com slash business. Um, and you can hide your home address. It doesn't fine. It, it doesn't matter. You don't have to show people where you live. And now we've got this huge chunk of signals firing to Google, setting our reputation, setting our trust, helping us to climb the SERPs for our content. Our content, right? Because what, what, if I just put, you know, a picture of a, a bug on my website, trying to rank as an anthropologist, I have a picture of a bug. Google doesn't, doesn't it's not going to get you anywhere. We have to have content. And so if you're going to look right here, 
you're going to see that I have signals from backlinks. I have signals from social media. And now I have content. And so if you can look right here, I track this religiously. It's like, you know, it's not a prayer meeting, but it's my SEO meeting in the morning. And so I jump on here and I take a look at what's changed. What have I gone up? Where have I gone down? So if I pop this by position, and you can see number one positions. And so Tulsa SEO expert, that didn't happen because I have a picture of me with my shirt on. It happened because I actually have contextual clues. I have um, semantics on my site. And let's just take a look and see if we can figure out what semantics I'm even talking about. And so if you go to Nozak Consulting, and, and if you've built a site in WordPress, you're gonna have the ability to make this meta title right here. And I'm even showing you my meta title, Tulsa SEO expert winner and so people don't even realize that that how much value that has i look at these companies all over town that have been in business for 10 years and it says like homepage, and i'm just like one of these days a whippersnapper from where you is going to pop out they're going to want to jump in the same industry and you and you're going to be hard pressed to catch up because then you're going to call me and i'm going to be like yeah it's 20 grand and so if you notice the contextual clues here we're talking about semantics and so we're talking about content when you write your blog you're gonna to wanna to spend about 20%, just like any college writing, academic writing, you wanna spend 20, 25% of the time up front doing the research. So what's a blog that one of you has written? Okay, what, have you, what do you blog about on there? I know I've looked at it, but what? Budgeting for college students, all right? I'm gonna go ahead and pop this query in Google, and this is called Google Suggest. It's showing me everything that other people are, are um, looking for. I might even use some Boolean, like a, a multiplication sign. It shows me the next most common word. I might add um, quotes inside here. Like I could add it inside here, and it would show me the next most common word in here. And so we use this as information to show us how do we want to rank. We want to have the most exhaustive content, right? So we want to write about things that people are already searching. searching. We don't want to recreate the wheel. We want to write about things that people are already searching. And so when we can write about the things people are searching, get some links onto it, and see how it's trending, how Google likes it, dislikes it, get some social credibility, some reputation and trust, we can start moving you up the SERPs, put you in front of transactional, transactional queries, start to get you some sales from your organic, run some PPC on top, uh, winning, paying back over you debt. I mean, who doesn't love that? And so let, if you look here, you're going to see a lot of things that are bolded. So these are contextual clues. Google is giving you the semantics behind budgeting for college students. All right. So if I'm writing this content, this upfront part where I'm writing my blog, I'm going to make write these words down, budgeting for college students. That matches our query exactly. But the word student is a contextual clue. The word college is a contextual clue. Budgeting is a clue. Budget, student, student, college. So these are the semantics. When Google's trying the crawler, the equation, the spider is trying to figure out what this page, what, where does it match a searcher's intent? It's going to use these clues. It's showing you in bold. So I need to have that in my language any way I can. And I'll keep going. I'll do another. I'll pop this one. And I'll see if it shows me a little bit more semantics. And so I'll dig that in. Budgeting, college, all about the same things. 
uh, college budget there, you know, it's a little different college budget, um, budgeting. So see the language that I, you know, when you're building a color palette for a site, you want to keep it real tight. The language, if I can use those as kind of my borders of the language I want to use on this, I'm going to give it a better shot to fight. And so then I'm going to go over here to answer the public. I think I showed you this once before answer the public. I'm going to pop in budgeting for college students. It's really impossible to talk about this in short bullets. So what I'll go here, answer the public, answer the, answer the public, scrapes, scrapes, Google suggest. It's going to save you time trying to guess what the suggest is going to show you. So I go here and what do I look for? If I'm trying to get transactions, if I'm trying to get sales, I might look for queries that look like they're transactional queries. If I'm trying to write an informational piece, I might look for who, what, when, where, why, how that might be a big part of a successful article that's informational. If I'm trying to give some directional clues or whatnot, this, this becomes a part of our FAQ. Why not? Why not? If you need to have long form, which you do, why not have an FAQ about everything and cover everything and make each one of these another H2 and Google knows that what that piece of material is solid. And I'll show you how I have made this work. And so I just use this to give me clues on what they are. I just put it in there, add more content. And guess what? Before you know it, I'm at 2,000 words. I'm at 3,000 words. I'm at 4,000 words. I'm in page one of Google SERPs. I'm beating out the people that I ripped the material from and modified it for my own site. And I'll show you. Juan's going to go in there and write an article about it. He's going to link back to my article and he's going to send me juice to my article. And then I'm going to take that juice he sent to my stupid little how-to article and I'm going to distribute it to the things that I want to show up better because I'm going to use an internal linking structure. I'm going to pass that juice. I'm going to send it to my other pages. I'm going to start fighting against the words that are going to bring me money. Cashing in on your skill set, right? So you've got it now. You're lucky. I didn't have a digital marketing class. We did like uh, uh, yellow pages. It was the college course, I swear. I don't know. <laughs> you are welcome. So look at one of my top articles. Keyboard hacks. Typing the degree symbol. But way better. With pictures, with proper H2s. Uh, and you know what? It is what it is. And so I just show you over here, overview organic keywords. I'm going to show you by volume. And you can see right here, degree symbol has 219,000 searches a month. I'm on position 60. I promise you that is going to be changing very quickly because you can see here, if I funnel by position, you can see I'm already, Google's already giving me the opportunity to be successful in smaller buckets. So here's a small bucket of 10 searches degree iPhone keyboard. I'm already on page one nationally. <laughs> what happens when they go and they're happy and they stay there for a while and they link to me? Google's going to give me some bigger queries. And guess who's going to snag all of the backlinks that are eventually going to go to that? I am. And so here's another example of a blog. Here's a client we just wrote a blog for. Uh, a uh, information technology company. Um, a managed service company. So one of the things we do is I build it up front, I bill them a really large bill, and I say, I need you 
to pay us enough so that I can pay my expensive blogger in the UK where I can send her the content and she can write it and we can win nationally for backlinks. Why do I want backlinks to a blog? Anybody know now? So it ranks better and then I can pass that authority to my things because at the end of the day I have to ask my question yes or no can I sell my products on that how to type in the degree symbol can I sell my products no I'm an agency right the answer is no so then why am I writing about it I'm writing about it because I saw that it was easy there's a lot of traffic I can get some backlinks and I can distribute it to the rest of my website do the same thing for my clients and so here's organic keywords. We picked them up right here. Notice how I think or, uh, backlinks are important. Boom, 125. I think that it makes a huge difference for how Google looks at your content. Boom, 600 keywords. Top one in page three, higher than they've ever had. And they've had a site, a site for a long time. And so what I did to A-B test this is because you always hear from agencies, Content is king. Backlinks is king. Which one's king? You know what I mean? You can't have, you can't rank without content. You can't rank well without backlinks. Which one's king? And so I usually redo the, the content and then do the backlinks. On this one, I did the backlinks first and left the content as it was, garbage, and instantly the site zoomed up in the SERPs. And it made me think, wow, backlinks really are king. His content was weak and it didn't matter. Does, does he, you know what he's talking about when he says A-B testing? Anybody not know? Okay. So an A-B test would be like, um, I'm going to test it the process this way, and then I'm going to change one thing, and I'm going to test it this way, and then I'm going to analyze which way is better. In marketing, digital marketing, you're always A-B testing. You're, you're A-B testing titles, images, uh, and you're changing one thing. In science, the scientific process, it's hypothesis making, hypothesis breaking. With digital marketing, it's the scientific process. You have to be a scientist. It's art and science. You're hypothesis making, you're hypothesis breaking with testing. We A-B test, we don't ever guess. Just because you got a degree from here, doesn't mean jack. It doesn't mean jack. It really doesn't. Mine are hanging on my wall in a back room of my office. I barely put MBA on the last letters of my name. Rarely does it ever apply. What matters is truly testing and truly having information to arm your decisions, to arm your opinions. That's what's gonna matter. Anybody can do that, degreed or undegreed. If you have it, stack it with a degree, and now we're cooking with some gas. And so I am writing for an MSP. I don't know anything about information technology. I mean, I do, but I'm not an IT guy. And so I'm like trying to figure out in the competitive intelligence, I find this link that links back to the top 50 MSPs in the country. And I'm like, so I just go and I start looking at everything they've got going on that gives them millions of dollars of free traffic. And I just start putting them in a document. Ooh, there's an article that I'm gonna put on my website. Ooh, there's another article I'm gonna put on my client's website. Ooh, there's another one. And so I found one, practice your hacking skills. There's like all these sites you can go and practice your hacking skills. So I made this really robust, my content writer, I sent her it with all the information I wanted covered and the keywords I wanted to rank for. And they are already ranking nationally, number 10, for 800 volume for the word hacking practice. It applies, MSP, information technology, it applies. 
What is my reason behind writing that blog for this client? Anybody? No? Even though yes, but no. I'm not send, selling any hacking stuff. What? Traffic to their website. Traffic is good, but that's not my mindset on this. Why did I write this? I do for backlinks. So I want people to find this article. I want them to stay there because time on view time does matter. Bounce rate does matter. You get to this page and see how much content's there. You can't leave quickly. So it gives a long dwell time, which is a signal, but it's going to get me backlinks. Does everybody know what bounce, bounce rate is? Anybody not know? So I'm going to assume nobody knows it. So if I go to a page and then I leave, that's a bounce. If I go to a page and go to another page, bounce is over. So if we get to them to a page and they go to another page, our bounce rate, it, it, like the, it doesn't trigger a bounce. It's not considered a bounce. What if you're like on the website and then you like blocked your phone? Is that, that's a bounce? Yes, that would be a bounce. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a little wiggle there. A bounce isn't necessarily a bad thing. If you went there and found what you wanted and didn't need to go anywhere else, yeah. it's not a bad bounce. That's why you want to have long form. Because if you keep them there for two, three minutes, Google says, well, oh, people are going there for two, three minutes. And they're not going to another place. It still is a good page. You know what I mean? Bounce rate isn't necessarily at the end of all. You don't have to try to get them to go into the rest of our funnel. If we can get them right to what they want, that's a success. And so I've got them here because I want to rank and beat out everyone else that's writing it, uh, in this about this and so I am I'm already on page one and page one even though page one isn't great you can see we're climbing and so um, so this is just one example I've got tons of uh, the complete guides SS SAS 70 two-factor authentication the guide to WAN versus LAN versus MAN I don't know anything about this stuff I don't care to personally I like making money and like that takes a lot of time to learn and study and then like do it and get practical with it I want to make some some cash. Who, who, who can agree with stuff? Kind of all about making cash some days. And so I'm like, how can I get them backlinks? Well, I look at other people that have content that's winning in Google, has keywords, has volume, and I write it better for my client. I don't scrape it. I write it differently. I write it for my client. We don't scrape. We don't want to scrape. We want to do it better. Why do you use the Blady in UK? So I have used many bloggers. Um, blogging has changed over the last five or six years. Once upon a time, you would write short forms, 500 words. That's all you needed in H1 and H2. And at that point in the internet, the life of the internet, that 500 word document was fine to rank. There have been thought leaders that have come out and changed and show us that Google likes, instead of having five pages over small parts of a concept or a topic, they want one exhaustive document. They do better than the smaller documents. So I went through some bloggers and, um, and then I had to find a freelance blogger. I went to uh, freelancer.com and I was just looking for someone to write for IT because I knew I couldn't do the writing for this client. I had to have someone that had experience in IT. Turns out she has experience in like five or six different fields. So she just became my blogger. I initially solely hired her because she had an IT background. She could write about these topics. I said, what do you know about this? And she said, I know a lot. I used to be in IT. And I'm like, yay. 
And so, and she's getting into SEO. So she, I point her in the right directions. I told her to buy a book, The Art of SEO. And I told her to write it. I said, if you're writing for Nozak long-term, I said, you may have to move here one day. And she's like, yeah, good. And she's expensive as heck, but dang, she's good. I've had chief bloggers. I've had bloggers that are expensive and garbage. She's like, you know, the mama bear, papa bear, the baby bear. She's like the best of the whole thing. She's like expensive, but not ridiculous. Writes any size content I need. She's perfect for my, for my company. So she lives in the UK and it's crazy. I mean, I communicate with her through Slack, um, our Slack channel. She has access to our uh, Google um, Drive. She has access to uh, multiple things from the UK. She could be robbing me right now. I wouldn't even know it because she's an IT person. And so she wrote that in my mind, I was thinking I need backlinks to pass that authority to my clients more important pages and the website as a whole and so you can look at long form here and this is just nothing nothing spectacular it's just a couple images we have links down the page insight links just take it into the different things we cover and then you can see there's an h2 so you only want to have h1 so notice there's an h2 i basically right clicked and hit inspect do you all know what the so it's, it's a heading classification in web, all right? You have a book. Your book is called Digital Marketing. Digital Marketing is the H1. Every chapter is going to have a title. We're going to call those H2s. Within each chapter, you're going to have sub-chapters. Those are H3s. Sometimes you'll have H4s. In a college textbook, that's how it works. In the internet, we call them H1s, H2s, H3s, H4s. So what the page is about, H1. And then when you have these sub-topics in the page, those titles are H2s, and then subs inside those subs are H3s. And so you can see in this page, this right here, how to practice your hacking skills is, is an H1. It's right there, H1. And so this right here, hacking skills practice site, H2. Why? Because this is technical SEO and it matters. And, and when I'm telling you, you're gonna need to look for tools, I just hit right click, inspect, greater than, greater than, audits, and this is called Google Lighthouse, and I can do a mobile audit, and I can run the audit, and you can get all the stuff you need to know to have a better website. It's a free audit tool right there. You're welcome. And so there's so much stuff here. But this is where I go when uh, myself or my um, web developer puts it up. I make sure he's not messing us up, you know what I mean? With technical SEO, if he puts several H1s, Google's not gonna know what this page is about. So then I also run this, the website through a program called Screaming Frog. I think I barely touched on it. It basically looks at all your pages. Maybe if Meg will bring me back again, I'll show you how to use Screaming Frog. When you're down the road a little bit, you've made some pages and you're ready to kind of like check your technical SEO, you're not a CSS, HTML guy, I'll show you how to use Screaming Frog to just to make sure that the whole page is done right. You don't have to be a, a, a whiz. And so ethical hacking certificates, Look at this nice big text. There's H2. How can you practice hacking legally? And there we go. There's some internal links. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'll be honest. That's light. I could have had 20. I could have had 30. I could have had 40. I just don't want to have more than 200. I've never been that ridiculous with it, but I should be. And so which websites are best testing hacking in 2018? Guess what, who, what needs to be changed? That needs to be changed to 20. 19. That's right. And so when I find out more information, and look, I have a Quera bleed. So Quera is a big deal. I just kind of bled it out through Quera. And I probably even have a Twitter bleed. 
Um, and then I just show them the different sites and I link to them with, if they're HTTPS, I link to them. And so obviously these sites are not HTTPS. So here's one. Oops. So notice how this protocol is HTTPS. It's secure. When I send them to a hacking site, it's HTTP because it's a hacking site and it's not secure so you can hack it. I'm not going to send my client's visitor to your HTTP site. I'll give them the name. They can go find it. But I'm not going to send because Google doesn't want us sending people to unsecure sites. So I'll send them to all these HTTPSs. So here's an HTTPS. I link to it. It's a do follow. I don't mind. I want Google to see that I'm sending them to good stuff. And so that is long form blogging. And that's how we win the day. And we turn around and we use that link juice to distribute across our website. And then guess what happens? You have a Tulsa MSP ranking in the entire country for technology solutions, which is a really technical word because there's like five tech companies with that name. And that's a pretty standard word. Number one in the nation, getting 300 traffic from that one keyword. And when a client is worth $500,000, they like you. I mean, they want to do business with you more. And so one thing that you also have to do, how many more minutes? Five, seven, sweet. Some questions, last thing and I'll ask questions. One thing you have to do is also run Google ads. So it's gonna take time. Uh, organic always takes six to eight and even longer. And even still, you're working it on all the time. You're modifying it, you're making it green, evergreen, you're modifying attitude, changing it, deleting. And so you make that process a part of a, uh, a weekly, monthly deal, and then you finally get there. But on top of that, if you have money, you're gonna buy AdWords, and you're gonna get in those queries right away that you think are gonna turn into transactions. You could blow money here so fast. Um, I've been blowing this client's money so fast for months because it takes about two or three months to really dial in a AdWords account. And finally, we've got it dialed in where our click per call has gone down by about $5. We're starting to get better conversions. And really, it takes about $1,500 a month for about three months to really dial in an AdWords. Do you mind explaining the click per call? So click per call, you can add your these little extensions. I don't want to dig you in here because even I am like starry-eyed some days when it comes to this. But you can add in a, a call, a phone call extension in here, right here. And so if, if you have a phone extension in your Google Ads, and I have all my extensions, here's ads and extensions. It doesn't cost any extra money to add text, responsive ads, call only, ad variations. And so here you can see in here is an example of my ads that I've set up for this client. Three ad groups, three versions per group. It's a lot of work. And so I have a phone number in here. And notice I have a UTM. So I have this little UTM code. And if you, when you get there and you want to have like Google tracking codes, Google tracking code, I just kind of go right here to ga-dev.tools and I put in the URL I want to send them to, give it a campaign name, give it a medium, give it a name, and it just develops this code down here. And anywhere I put this URL, I now have this tracking code in there and now I can actually see where the traffic comes from because I've got tracking codes. And it doesn't mess up strings. It doesn't create weird strings. So I have those tracking codes here so that I can see the success rate. And so it helps me track these things. 
And so uh, click to call is kind of like one of those metrics that you're like, how successful we are. How, did, did they click our site? Did they go there? Did they turn into a client? Well, well, we don't know, but we know that we paid this much per click for a phone call. And if they have some type of data where they know how many phone calls they need to get till they convert a client, we could put some metrics on it and a value. And then I have non-branded keywords and they're a little bit more competitive. And so then you break them into buckets and then I've got computer IT technology solutions and I've got three ads between those. Um, and then I, we track all of this cost per click, success rate. And then you're going to find out right here with keywords. Google loves to spend your money. They don't care about you. They do not care. They will spend your money so fast. And so I go through here and I see how they spent my money and I'm like, wait, what? They spent my money on that $12 and then I hit negative keywords and I add it to negative keyword and I say, don't you ever use my money on that query again. It's a long three month process. You have to take money, spend money to actually get good data and eventually you see certain keywords work better than others. Okay, who has questions? I know this was a lot. It was like a buckshot, but maybe something will stick. Is a, is like a dashboard for you to just kind of get information about those users. So every time they go, your computer collects cookies and information on them. Google Search Console is actually where, um, that's where you have to add your property and add something to verify your property. That's actually where they're going to see the true queries and then the landing pages. And so I don't... Uh, pages. I don't actually look at my backlink reports through Google tools. I use a different tool. I use Ahrefs. So there's multiple free tools out there. It's a completely different bot. They're scraping somehow. Their equation scrapes the entire internet and finds out who's linking back to you. Just because Ahrefs shows me something's linking back to me or doesn't show it, doesn't mean that Google sees it at the same time before or after. Google's crawlers are different. So I'm, when I show you Ahrefs, I'm showing you Ahrefs bot. When Google actually picks up on a backlink to your site, we don't really know that. And the more often it comes and crawls it, so if you write content weekly, it might come crawl it weekly. If you write it yearly, it might never crawl your site, and it may never actually process a backlink to you. And you may have many of them that you built out there, but if you don't have an active site, what's it gonna come back and find? It's gonna have no change in your content. It doesn't need to come and search you and, and crawl your site and pick up the backlinks that are sending trackbacks or pingbacks to your site. And so you don't really find your backlinks with Google Analytics or Webmaster Tools. You're going to use backlink tools. Was that, did that answer your question? Kind of, yeah. I was just more curious, like, yeah, kind of like how does Google tell these things apart? And like... So Google is always changing. You can count on that. Mm -hmm. And what they think is a successful backlink strategy today is not what they're going to think tomorrow. So you always want to stay above board. You always want to go after sites that are not spammy that are reputable you know you could get backlinks in china in russia you could just use your translator tool stay above board when you're looking for places to link back to your content and your website okay <laughs>Hey guys, just a few quick things before you go. If you enjoy the Digital Marketing Lab podcast, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast device and share it with a friend. Second, if there's anything that you want to hear discussed on the show, please reach out to us via email, dave at nozatconsulting.com or william at nozatconsulting.com. And last but certainly not least, we are now accepting invitations for speaking engagements. If you need a speaker for your next conference or trade show, please email william at nozatconsulting.com. 
And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.